Welcome to Zichud Av Siman, member of Ram Goldar, and today we're Zechus Yuma Daf Hey. The first parak, Shiva's Yamim. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara and Daf Dalanam Abayz brought the Malkolkas between Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Chanina regarding the Miguim. Rabbi Yochanan holds Kol Kasbehen Ma'akabehen. Everything written concerning them, referring to the details in the Miguim service, are essential to them. Omitting one of the details would have invalidated the Miguim. Rabbi Chanina holds only something that is essential for future generations is essential to the Miguim, but something that is not essential for future generations is not essential to them and would not invalidate the Miguim. The Gemara identifies four actions which are not Ma'akav the Avoda in future generations, which read the points of contention between Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Chanina. Number one, Smicha, the owner placing his hands on the head of the carbon and pressing down. Two, Tnufa, waving the offering. Three, Prisha Shiva, sequestering the Kongadol for seven days before Yom Kippur. And four, Ribu Yeshiva Umeshicha Shiva, donning the Kongadol in his garments for seven days and anointing him with oil for seven days as part of his installation. Point number two, the Gemara identifies another action which was essential during the Miluim. Yochan said in the name of Shimba Yechai, Manaija of Mikra Parsha Ma'akim, from where do we know that also the reading of the Parsha of the Miluim is essential? Rashi explains that in Parsha Tzav, before beginning the seven days of the Nilim on the 23rd of Adar, Moshe gathered B'nai Yisrael at the entrance of the Mishkan and announced, and announced, this is the thing that Hashem commanded to do. Now, given this introduction, we would expect Moshe to relate a message from Hashem, but the Torah doesn't record the message. The Gemara therefore understands the Pasuk to mean that before beginning the Nilim, Moshe read them the step-by-step instructions recorded in Tzavah. Where do we know that if Moshe had not read them, the Milim would have been invalidated? For the Torah states, Moshe said to the assembly, This is the word that Hashem has commanded, which implies that even the speech is essential. Point number three, there's a Malchok has been Rabbi Chia's sons and Rabbi Yochan regarding how Moshe Rabbin addressed Aaron and his sons. One says Moshe first dressed Aaron and afterwards his sons, and the other says he dressed Aaron and his sons at the same time. Abai clarifies that they agree regarding the Ksonus and Mitznefes, the tunic and the turban, that Moshe first dressed Aaron and afterwards his sons. They disagree regarding the Avnet, the belt. The one that says Moshe being first dressed Aaron follows the description of the performance in Sav, for it's written, V'yachkor oso ba'avnet, and he girdled him, Aaron, with the belt, and then it's written, V'yachkor osam avnet, and he girdled them, his sons, with the belt. The one that says he dressed them at the same time follows the description of the commands in Tetzaveh, where it's written, V'chagarto osam, and you shall girdle them with a belt, Aaron and his sons, indicating that he put both belts on at the same time. The Gemara continues showing how each Amora deals with the other's proof. So once again, the three topics are number one. The Gemara and Dab Daladam and Beis brought among those between Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Chanina regarding the Miluim. Rabbi Yochanan holds, called Kasbehen Ma'akbehen. Everything written concerning them referring to the details in the Miluim service are essential to them. Omitting one of the details would have invalidated the Miluim. Rabbi Chanino holds davar ma'akavodoros ma'akbehen she ain ma'akavodoros ain ma'akbehen. Only something that is essential for future generations is essential to the Miluim, but something that is not essential for future generations is not essential to them and would not invalidate the Miluim. The Gemara identifies four actions which are not ma'akav the avoda in future generations, which would be the points of contention between Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Chanina. One, smicha, the owner placing his hands on the head of the carbon and pressing down. Two, Tanufa, waving of the offering. Three, Prisha Shiva, sequestering the Kongala for seven days before Yom Kippur. And four, Ribu Yishiva Umeshicha Shiva, 
donning the Kohen Gadol in his garments for seven days and anointing him with oil for seven days as part of his installation. Point number two, the Gemara identifies another action which was essential during the Miluim. Yochan said in the name of Rishim Baruchai, from where do we know that also the reading of the Parsha of the Miluim is essential? Rashi explains that in Parsha Tzav, before beginning the seven days of Miluim, on the 23rd of Adar, Moshe gathered B'nai Yisrael at the entrance of the Mishkan and announced, this is the thing that Hashem commanded to do. Now, given this introduction, we would expect Moshe to relate a message from Hashem, but the Torah doesn't record the message. The Gemara therefore understands the Pasuk to mean that before beginning the Miluim, Moshe read them the step-by-step instructions recorded in Tetzaveh. Where do we know that if Moshe had not read them, the Miluim would have been invalidated? But the Torah states, Moshe said to the assembly, this is the word that Hashem has commended, which implies that even the speech is essential. And point number three, there's some al-chogs between Rabbi Chia's sons and Rabbi Yochanan regarding how Moshe Rabbeinu addressed Aaron and his sons. One says Moshe first dressed Aaron and afterwards his sons, and the other says that he dressed Aaron and his sons at the same time. Abayah clarifies that they agree regarding the ksonis and mitznefes, the tunic and the turban, that Moshe first dressed Aaron and afterwards his sons. They disagree regarding the avnate, the belt. The one that says Moshe first dressed Aaron follows the description of the performance in Sub. For it's written, V'yachur osu ba'avnet, and he girdled him, Aaron, with the belt, and then it's written, V'yachur osam avnet, and he girdled them, his sons, with the belt. The one that says he dressed them at the same time follows the description of the commands in Tetzaveh, where it's written, V'chagar to osam, and you shall girdle them with the belt, Aaron and his sons, indicating that he put both belts on at the same time. The Gemara continues showing how each Amora deals with the other's proof. All right, so now we go to Simvur Dav Hey, and her standard simon is Hey. Hey, so here goes. The people forgot to do smicha and tenufa. We're told they should sit on bundles of hay in order to listen to a Kohen reading the Parsha Amiluim and then take a test on how Moshe put the belts on Aaron and his sons. Once again, it's slow motion. The people forgot to do smicha and tenufa. We're told they should sit on bundles of hay. Hey, that must mean we're on duff. Hey. The people forgot to do smicha and tenufa. We're told they should sit on bundles of hay, which reminds us the Gemara and Dav Dalad Amabes brought him a chuk's between Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Chanina regarding the Miguim. Rabbi Yochanan holds called Kasbeh and Ma'akbeh, and everything written concerning them, referring to the details of the Miguim service, are essential to them. Omitting one of the details would have invalidated the Miguim. Rabbi Chanina holds Dav Ma'akbedoros Ma'akbehen she ain't Ma'akbedoros ain't a Ma'akbehen. Only something that's essential for future generations is essential to the Miguim, but something that's not essential for future generations is not essential to them and would not invalidate the Miguim. The Gemara identifies. For actions which are not ma'ak of the avoda in future generations, which would be the points of contention between Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Chanina. Number one, smicha. Number two, tenufa. Number three, prisha shiva. It's a question of the Kohen God over seven days before Yom Kippur. And four, ribu shiva umashicha shiva. Donning the Kohen God on his garments for seven days and anointing him with oil for seven days as part of his installation. So the people forgot to do smicha and tenufa. We're told they should sit on bundles of hay in order to listen to a Kohen reading the Parsha Amigulim, which reminds us that Rabbi Yochanan said in Rabbi Shemar Yechai, where do we know that also reading the Parsha of the Amigulim is essential? Rashi explains that in Parsha itself, before beginning the seven days of Amigulim on the 23rd of Adar, Moshe gathered B'nai Yisrael at the entrance of the Mishkan and announced this is the thing Hashem commanded to do. Now, given this introduction, we would expect Moshe to relate a message from Hashem, but the Torah doesn't record the message. The Gemara therefore understands the Pasuk to mean that before beginning the Miguim, Moshe read them the step-by-step instructions recorded in Tetzava. Where do we know that if Moshe had not read them, the Miguim would have been invalidated? Talmud Gomar, Yomar Moshe al-Aida, Zeadavr, Shetziva Hashem. For the Torah states, Moshe said to the assembly, this is the word that Hashem has commanded, Afiyu Dibur Ma'akev, 
which implies that even the speech is essential. So the people forgot to do smicha and tenufa were told they should sit on bundles of hay in order to listen to a cone reading the parsha of Miluim, and then take a test on how Moshe put the belts on Aaron and his sons. Which reminds us that there's a malchokas between Rabbi Chia's sons and Rabbi Yochan regarding how Moshe dressed Aaron and his sons. One says Moshe first dressed Aaron and afterwards his sons, and the other says that he dressed Aaron and his sons at the same time. And Bai clarifies that they agree regarding the Ksonis and Mitznefes, the tunic and the turban, that Moshe first dressed Aaron and afterwards his sons. They disagree regarding the Avnate, the belt, based on the different way they understand the Psukim in Parshas Tetzaveh and Sav. So once again, the people forgot to do smicha and tenufer were told they should sit on bundles of hay in order to listen to a Kohen reading the Parsha Amiluim and then take a test on how Moshe put the belts on Aaron and his sons. All right, now it's time to go to our four-block Chazorah. Dav Chabbeis, so the Zimra Chabbeis is a cab. So here goes. The enthusiastic cab driver, cab driver, that must be more Dav Chabbeis. The enthusiastic cab driver who just consecrated a shekel and bikurim, which reminds the last mission of Masech, the state, so shkalim bikurim eno no hagim el mifnei abayis. The mitzvahs of shkalim bikurim apply only when the base of Mikdash exists. Aval maiser dagan, maiser behema, bechoros nogim ben mifnei abayis, ben shlobitnei abayis. But the grain tithe, the animal tithe, and bechor offerings apply when the base of Mikdash exists and when it does not. The Tikkun Chadon explains that after the Churban of the base of Migdash, the land did not lose its Kedusha. Therefore, all mitzvahs that are dependent on the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael, including Trumas and Maisus, remain in effect. The Rush explains that the Law of Bechor offerings continue to apply, since the Bechor is automatically sanctified from birth. The mission concludes, If one was Makdishkaim or Bikurim, they are Kodesh. Rabbi Shimon says, Bikurim do not become Kodesh. So the enthusiastic cab driver who just consecrated a shekel and bikurim and was playing Rosh Chodesh songs followed by Shabbos songs, which reminds us more as which has din kadima, Shabbos musaf offerings or Rosh Chodesh musaf offerings. Rabbi Yirmi said that Rosh Chodesh musaf offerings take precedence and his proof is from the Lacha. That if the Levim have to sing both the Shir of Shabbos and the Shir of Rosh Chodesh, the Shir of Rosh Chodesh takes precedence. Rabbi Yosef refuted this proof. Rabbi Chia said and then Rabbi Yochanan that this Shir of Rosh Chodesh takes precedence in order to publicize and make it known that that day is Rosh Chodesh. The Tukhan Chodesh brings Rabbi Yochanan's explanation from the Gemara and Sukkah that when the Shir of Rosh Chodesh is given prominence, everyone realizes that it was clear to Basin that Rosh Chodesh had been established properly and no one will have any doubts about the matter. Rather, the Musaf Shabbos takes precedence over the Musaf of Rosh Chodesh because of the rule called Tadim Chavero, Kodim Chavero, any mitzvah that is more frequent takes precedence over the other. Therefore, one shechs the Shabbos Musaf offerings and then recites the Shir of Rosh Chodesh over them. So the enthusiastic cab driver who had just consecrated a shekel and bikurim and was playing Rosh Chodesh songs followed by Shabbos songs didn't notice the big sign that said shekels today are not Kodesh and will be considered old. Which reminds us that after the Gemara clarifies that Rabbi Shimon holds that Shkalim that one consecrated nowadays are not Kodesh, Rabbi Yudah and Tudaria asked before Rabbi Yosef why Rabbi Shimon holds that money designated by a ger nowadays for his kinim are Kodesh, whereas monies designated for a shekel nowadays are not Kodesh. Rabbi Yosef answered that in the case of Shkalim, one may not designate them in the first place, because it's a mitzvah to bring offerings from the new collection of Shkalim, and this shekel will then be old. Therefore, the Rabban ruled that it does not become hectish to begin with. But in the case of money designated by Ger for his kinim, new money is not needed. And so if he designated money for his kinim, it becomes kadosh. Daf base, so our standard similar daf base is a house. So here goes. The Kohen who was sequestered in the stone house. Stone house? That must be run daf base. The Kohen who was sequestered in the stone house, full of stone and clay kaling for seven days, 
which reminds me, the opening Mishnah states that seven days before Yom Kippurim, they sequestered the Kohen Gadol from his house to the Barhedron chamber, and the Gemara brings another case in which a Kohen is sequestered, citing a Mishnah from Par that states that seven days before the burning of the Paraduma, they would sequester the Kohen who was to burn the Para in the Lishkas Besa Evan, the chamber of the stone house. It was called Lishkas Besa Evan because all the procedures of the Para were performed with kaling made of dung, stone, or clay. Because a Tful Yom is vowed for performing the Avoda of the Paraduma, they would purposely render the Kohen Tame and immerse him in a mikvah, to negate the views of the Tzedukim who held that the Kohen had to be completely Tahor. The Rabbanon therefore instituted using killing made of dung, stone, or clay that are not Makabotuma, in order that they do not treat the Paraduma lightly. So the Kohen, who was sequestered in the stone house, full of stone and clay kaling for seven days, with a welcome sign that read, which reminds us, Rabbi Yochanan says the source that both the Kohen Gala before Yom Kippur and the Kohen performing the Avoda of the Paraduma are sequestered for seven days prior to their services is from the Pasuk and the Parsha of the Miluim, the installation of Aaron and his sons, as he did on this day, so Hashem commanded to do, to atone for you. Lasos, to do, elamaisapara, this refers to the avoda of the para, lechaper, elamaisi yom kippurim, to atone, this refers to the avoda of yom kippur. For these services too, the kon gadol must be sequestered. So the cone who was sequestered in the stone house, full of stone and clay kaling for seven days, with a welcome sign that read, lechaper lasos, was eager to get out for a one-day service, which reminds us, which reminds us, the more challenges Rabbi Yochan's interpretation that Lechapir refers to the Avodah of Yom Kippur and suggests that it could refer to the Kapara gained by other Kabbanas. After some analysis, the Gemara answers, Danim Prisha Shiva Yom Echad, Mi Prisha Shiva Yom Echad. We derive seven days of Prisha for a one-day service, referring to Yom Kippur, from a Prisha of seven days for a one-day service, referring to the eighth day of the inauguration. The Gemara brings two answers why the Pasuk is not referring to Shemini Atzeris, which could also be a case of Prisha of seven days for a one-day service. Dav Kimmel, so our symbol for Dav Kimmel is a gamal, a camel. So here goes. The curious camel. Curious camel? That must be more than Dav Gimmel. Gamal. The curious camel, who always liked to hang out with one ram and one bull, which reminds the Gemara, continues to challenge the word of Chapa refers to Yom Kippur and suggests that it could be referring to Shavuos, which is also a case of preaching for seven days for a one-day service. So Abba Shul answers, We derive his service that includes one bull and one ram, referring to the Yom Kippur service, from a service that includes one bull and one ram, referring to the Miluim. To the exclusion of Shavuos, where there are two rams, this is referring to the two rams brought with the Shdei Alechem. And the Gemara clarifies that we can even say that we follow the opinion of Rebbe Lezib Rebbe Shivan, who argues with Rebbe, and holds that there are two rams brought in Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, the two rams are of two different types. One coming as an obligation on the day, and the other for the Musaf offering. Rush explains that the Musaf is a supplement to the daily Tamid offering, as opposed to a special carbon called for on Yom Kippur. Accordingly, we could say that Yom Kippur, like the Miluim, possesses carbonus of one ram and one bull. This would exclude Shavuot, since both rams were offered as an obligation of the day. So the curious camel, who always liked to hang out with one ram and one bull, watched in fascination as the Kohen Gala performed a first-time service on the Mizbeach, which reminds us, Ravina provides a different reason why only the Yom Kippur service can be derived from the Miluim. He said, Dani avodah b'kohen gadol, avodah b'kohen gadol, we derive a service performed by a Kohen Gala, referring to the Yom Kippur service, from a service likewise performed by a Kohen Gala, referring to the Miluim, as opposed to all other services mentioned, which are not performed by a Kohen Gala. Others say that Ravina said, Dani avodah t'chil, me avodah t'chil, we derive a first service from a first service. The Gemara clarifies that this means avodah t'chil b'makom, me avodah t'chil b'makom. We derive a service that was the first to be performed in a particular place, referring to Yom Kippur, which is the first avoda ever 
to be performed in the Kodesh Kodashim from a service that was the first to be performed in a particular place, referring to the eighth day of the Miluim, which is the first time the Avodah was done on the Mizbeach. So the curious camel, who always liked to hang out with one ram and one bull, watched in fascination as a Kohen Gala performed a first-time service on the Mizbeach, and then was enveloped by a cloud for six days. Which reminds us, Reish Lakish challenges Rabbi Yochanan's assertion that the Prisha of the Kongadol is derived from the Milum, and says the obligation to sequester comes from Har Sinai, where Moshe was sequestered before he could enter the Machin to receive the Torah. The Pasuk states, Yishkon Kvot Hashem Har Sinai Anan and the glory of Hashem rested on Har Sinai. And the cloud covered him for six days, referring to Moshe, and he called to Moshe on the seventh day. Now, what was the purpose of saying that Moshe was covered for six days? This creates a source for the general principle that anyone who enters the Machin Shechina requires separation for six days beforehand. Our mission, which requires seven days of Prisha, is going according to Rabbi Yudim and Vesera, the Beso, who's concerned that the Kongadol might become tummy from his wife, who might unexpectedly become a Nida. Daft so the similar Daft is a Dalit, a door. So here goes. When the cloud covering the mountain shaped like a massive door, door, that must be more Daft. Dalit, Dalit. When the cloud covering the mountain shaped like a massive door, which reminds the Gemara brings a bright that's in accordance with Vishwaki who taught that Moshe ascended into a cloud, was covered in a cloud, and was sanctified in a cloud. Kadeo Kabotor Yisrael B'Kadusha, in order to receive the Torah of Yisrael and Kadusha, as it stated, and the glory of Hashem rested on Har Sinai, and the cloud covered him, Moshe, for six days. According to Yosei Aglili, this incident occurred after the giving of the Sarasa Dibros, for the six days were the start of the 40 day period following the giving of the Sarasa Dibros. Rabbi Kiva says in the glory of Hashem rested on Rosh Chodesh Sivan prior to the giving of the Sarasa Dibros, and the cloud covered it, with the suffix it referring to the mountain. The Bryson continues that when the Pasuk states of Yikrael Moshe, and he called the Moshe on the 7th of Sivan, to impart the Sarasa Dibros, Hashem is speaking to Moshe and all the people. And the Pasuk comes only Moshe, to accord honor to Moshe by singling him out. So when the cloud covering the mountain, shaped like a massive door, purged the innards of the person standing at the bottom, who is trembling in fear, which reminds us what Minasin says, the Pasuk comes only to purge the food and drink from Moshe's intestines, to make him like the ministering angels. Rashi explains... The Rabbi Nassim holds like Rabbi Yosef Galili, that Moshe was covered by the cloud, but the Pazik doesn't serve as a model for others who enter the Machin Ishkina. Rather, this sequestering of Moshe to purge his innards, or Zemma Malach, was unique to Moshe. Rabbi Masi ben Harsh says the Pazik comes only to instill fear in Moshe, in order that the Torah begin with fear, trembling, and quaking, as it says, Eve does Hashem be'yiro be'gilu ver'ada, serve Hashem with awe and rejoice in trepidation. Rabbi Rabbi Masna said in the name of Rav, but Malcolm Gila sham te'ira'ada, in the place of rejoicing, such as when receiving the luchos, there should be trepidation. So when the cloud covering the mountain shaped like a massive door purged the innards of the person standing at the bottom, who was trembling in fear, he called his friend over to tell him what happened and told him not to tell anyone. Which reminds us, it was taught in a bride that the Pusik states, Yikra al and he called to Moshe and he spoke. Why did Hashem preface speaking with calling? The Torah teaches Derek Harris that a person should not say something to his friend, El Imken Koreo, unless he calls him. Rabbi Manasseh, the grandson of Rabbi said in the name of Rabbi the Great, from where do we know concerning one who says something to his friend that he's not to repeat it to others? Unless he says to him, go repeat it. We're saying the Pusik, Yedabri, Shem, love me, oh, mod, lemor. And Hashem spoke to him from the oh, mod, lemor. Rashi says, Rashi says that the term lemor is expanded as a contraction of well, and more. Do not repeat. All right, now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one. Which of the one that Abishul says we derive a service that includes one bull and one ram, referring to Yom Kippur's service from a service that includes one bull and one ram, referring to the Milim, to the exclusion of Shavuos. That's on Duff. Gimel. Good. Number two. Which of the one that the Kona was to burn the Paraduma was sequestered for seven days in the Lishka's base of Evan? That's on Duff. 
phase. Good number three. Which did we learn that according to Ravina, we derive a voted tchilba makom, ma voted tchilba makom. That's on Duff. Gimel. Good number four. Which did we learn that reading the parsha of the Milum is ma'akiv, the service of the Milum? That's on Duff. Hey, good number five. Which stuff with Malkos between Rabbi Yossi Gali and Rabbi Kiva, whether the cloud covered Moshe or the mountain, and whether it occurred before or after the Aserah of Debros, that's on Duff. Dalad. Good number six. Which stuff with Rabbi Nassim said the cloud was there to purge Moshe's innards, and others say it was to instill fear, that's on Duff. Dalad. Good number seven. Which stuff with Malkos between Rabbi Kiva's sons and Rabbi Yochan, whether Moshe put the Avnet on Aaron first before his sons, or if he put them on at the same time, that's on Duff. Hey, good number eight. Which of the one that Yochanan source for the Prisha for Yom Kippur and for the burning of the Paraduma was from the Pasagla Sosal Chaper? That's on Dav. Bays. Good number nine. Which of the one that Rishonkin says we derive the obligation to sequester from our Sinai, where Moshe was sequestered before he could enter the Machinishkina? That's on Dav. Gimel. Good and number ten. Which of the one that has been Yochanan where the four actions that are not Ma'akavador, such as Smicha and Tanufa, would be Ma'akav the Migun? That's on Dav. Hey, excellent. All right, that concludes this pop quiz. This is Rabbi Ivan Golden Zichon wishing you a great day and great learning.